Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt. This is CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com. It is March the 1st, 2007. Tonight I have a guest from Sweden. I've been on his show before. It's Henrik from Red Ice Radio. He's here to tell us all about the recent problems he had with his server. He was pulled off the net with very puerile explanations given which don't satisfy anyone it's, it's rather silly so he's here to tell us all about it Thank you very much for having me on. You know, uh, now of course the site is back up at the moment now. So uh, I guess the the initial word would be that this is no big issue. Of course, it's it just takes a lot of time as we went through. You know, our we as we were beginning our last show together that you, when you were on my radio show, of course, uh, after your site went down. Yeah. Uh, it just takes a lot of time, and uh, you know, to keep a radio show going, update the site, and so forth. It's just uh, Steals too much time, but uh, anyway, uh, this was quite an interesting uh, thing to just go through. When the site was uh, taken down uh, yesterday around noon our time, I just got an automated email saying that my site was pulled uh, or uh, suspended, as they call it. But anyway, uh, and I couldn't find a support phone number on their website. This was kind of big mistake from my part when I signed up with them not to check that they actually could be reached uh, through phone then but anyhow um, not very helpful at all I had to milk them for answers they didn't say uh, why or how or by whom the site had been taken down they just pulled it and sent me this automated email Um, so anyway what happened when you tried to to get did you try and get someone who was actually alive there to tell you what was wrong sure I mean uh, they had a kind of a a live uh, chat function. I contacted someone there, but they said that they hadn't access to the email logs because this was related to a spam issue. So uh, they couldn't, you know, help me out there. So I, j- I started up a thread with uh, the support team on, on their website, uh, kind of a forum thread almost, with the email conversation. Yeah. Uh, and and they said basically that uh, spam had been sent out with advertising for redicecreations.com. Uh, 
obviously at that time, I mean, no, nothing to do with me. It wasn't related to any of the, my email's address or something like that. Um, so they just said basically that, uh, you know, in 99% in of the cases, those who sent out, as they call it, spam advertisements are related to the sites. So they just decided to pull it. I don't know to this day if by whom they were threatened, so to speak, to pull, pull the site. Somebody would have to tell them about this, uh, yeah. kind of reporting my site as a, as a spam advertisement. But anyway, this email address was an AOL.com email account. Uh, so I just asked them plain, you know, plainly, why didn't you... Uh, forward this to AOL's uh, abuse department, something like that, you know. Uh, but nothing. That, that if, if nothing else, this just kind of shows you how uh, weak-minded, uh, I guess, they are. No backbone, not standing up for their customers at all. They just decided to pull the plug uh, as soon as they uh, found, uh, you know, found some some little complaint somewhere. So. Yes. Did they send you a copy of the spam or show you? No, uh, not at not at first. Nothing. I had to, you know, kind of milk them for this. I said, "What? what what's going on? What happened? Who who did this? What did it? What did it look like?" But after that, they they sent me one small example of this, and uh, I don't know the person involved with this AOL.com email address. I've received a few email from the person, but uh, I haven't replied to them and so forth. I mean, this is again something that is totally out of my control. People can, you know, I don't I don't mind how people communicate or if they send out spam or whatever on on one sense i'm glad you know for people sending out my links and so forth that's that's fine for me i don't care but yeah. uh you know deciding to pull a plug on me was very very strange very childish in a way uh and i can't understand well, what's weird about that is, mm -hmm. is uh um you think to be and i'm sure there is a warning given to people in this kind of situation and that's two of us. Now, I had it first. I had no warning at all sure. that they were going to pull it or for any reason or whatever. No inquiries if anything was wrong. Not that anything was wrong. <laughs> it was just pulled. And there you are. Uh, no warning again. You're a customer. Mm. They didn't get in touch with you to, to clarify spam or anything first. Exactly. Uh, I think it's an excuse. Um, yeah. It, 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 yeah, indeed. I mean, it sounded like it because... The, the the reasons were so uh, weak basically because I I, I I posed several questions to them that they yet haven't replied to I, I simply you know stated uh, they they expressed that the website hosting company I, I have is one dot com and they expressed uh, fear of being something they call blacklisted and I've asked them what that means and by whom they would be blacklisted. So I've not received a reply to that, so that's something I'm going to uh, continue, <laughs> you know, posing that question to them. And another, another thing I, I also asked them was, of course, if I were to send out, as they call it, spam advertisement about their own company, one.com, would they have to be forced to take down their own uh, service then? <laughs> yes. I mean, no reply to that, of course. So. <laughs> Again, I mean, uh, uh, they're so giving you the runaround. Yeah, exactly. Someone, yeah. someone obviously leaned on them. Yeah. And put uh, a word in. Sure. Uh, and they're just giving you the initial harassment. Exactly, and and that's uh, that. Things I think that that is kind of the bottom line at this point. I mean, uh, I don't think there is any. There might be, of course, depending on who actually threatened them, as you said. But uh, the rundown here, I guess, is that. This is pretty weak stuff, very, very small, nothing, nothing big, no, no big conspiracy in that sense. It just kind of shows you how 
little effort it actually takes for, for someone to just uh, uh, report my site for whatever reason, and, and they just decide to take it down immediately. No questions asked, nothing. Yeah, that, that's what gets me. See, if it was a normal, if this was a, a sort of fairly common complaint, they would get in touch with you first. Yeah. Or anyone else. Yeah. To quiz you on it. Sure. If you knew anything about it, they wouldn't pull you. They'd only pull you out of panic mm. because someone pretty high up there had put in the word. Hmm. to give you a hard time. Yeah, yeah, that might be done. And the interesting thing, of course, is, Alan, that your site was pulled uh, before that and, and then mine and and, uh, and so forth. So, so there, there's a bit of connection here that someone actually is trying to, you know, just send some kind of message, I guess. I don't know. I, I'm going to continue. Well, I know there's games going on, hmm. and I do know there's agencies within the U.S. that use AOL to send Trojans mm-hmm. around. Yeah. Because um, I've had uh, some people in the U.S. downloading stuff from my site, and even though the Yahoo scans it every so often for everything, uh, there's nothing on it that mm-hmm. you can catch. Yeah. Uh, but of course, AOL has been transmitted along in the download, so mm. it's inserted somewhere along the line yeah. uh, to to them, and it was AOL that was uh, uh, registered there uh, okay. causing the problem. Yeah, you know, they, because they. They did say that they they thought that the the AOL address that they they showed me this email address and I I actually myself uh, took contact with this person to to write them and say you know please don't include my uh, web page address again if you decide to send out spam or whatever so I mean I'm not mad at that person uh, for anything they they can do whatever they want it's none of my business that's a problem here I mean nothing of this has to do anything anything to do with me yeah. <laughs> I'm just ca- caught in between, so to speak. So. Yeah, it's an excuse, I think, just just to give you a warning. Yeah. And, and what happened when you, you eventually got hooked back up again? Was there, um, did you get through to someone, and, and uh, or how how did you manage to get it back up? And they said that uh, to get your website up and running again, you must guarantee that you won't do this again. <laughs> oh. Uh, so I mean, so I said I can I can't do that. Uh, I can't guarantee something that I haven't been involved with. So sorry. Uh, but what I did was I simply contacted this person and said, um, who was behind the AOL.com email address, and said, could you send them an email and help me out and say that you guarantee that you won't, you know, send out mail again. Uh, <laughs> and I don't know if the person has done that. I haven't gotten a reply from that person yet. But anyway. Um, what I what I did was say that I had nothing to do with the with the email, and uh, I I can't uh, you know be responsible for it. And just after a while again, they they decided to put my my website as, uh, up as soon as I said that I wasn't affiliated with the the email uh-huh. mm, email address. So yeah, it's it's almost like trying to wring a confession out you knowing you're not guilty. Yeah, <laughs> uh, so that they can use it on you again. Yeah. I, I think, as I say, it's a warning yeah. because you've been reaching certain topics which you're supposed to stay away from, maybe. Sure, I mean, exactly. I mean, we've done a, 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 a whole lot of interesting shows together, and we actually did a show with Freeman on the, which actually involves, uh, he mentioned, Freeman mentioned something called, uh, you know, the AOL uh, Time Warner Company in regards to the Mickey Mouse Club. We did a show on mind control and Britney Spears and. Uh, uh, and also on the recent death of Anna Nicole Smith, and, and as soon as we actually put that show up, the, the 
a few hours after that, the site was actually pulled. So I don't know if that has anything to do I, with it. I wouldn't it, think it was that. I'll tell you, because things that are on regular media, mm. and there's been so much exposure on, on uh, uh, Anne Nicole Smith, yeah, yeah. Uh, they want the public to dissect all that information. So I don't think that's that's the problem. Mm, yeah. It's the same with the, the Vatican. You, you can say what you want about the Vatican, uh, and they have been for a long, long time. <laughs> uh, in fact, that keeps everyone occupied, pointing fingers, but I, I don't think that's even the cause of it. Yeah. Now, very often the cause is, is a topic you've almost glossed over. Hmm. It can be a, a comment, um, and I was racking my brains to think, um, what would have got authorities in Sweden upset? Mm-hmm. The only thing I can think of is just a, a little. I think I think I said a, a sentence like um, to do with the, the, the brain chips and how they experimented with prisoners in Sweden. Mm, yeah, sure. yeah, sure. <laughs> and I thought maybe that's the only thing I, time I mentioned in Sweden that would cause that kind of problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that might that might supposed be. Supposed to forget all this kind of stuff, and it's the same thing when I talked about the drugs and the CIA. Yeah, sure. And the contra, even though it was blasted out at the time across the world, uh, it's all been brushed under the carpet again, mm. and they've suddenly become respectable once more. Hmm. Uh, they don't like this stuff being dragged out hmm. to make the public think, well, maybe it's still going on. Sure, sure. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there, there are few few comparisons. I mean, th- this is nothing in, in, in comparison, of course, but it does remind me of a site called the Pirate Bay here in Sweden being... Uh, this is a BitTorrent site, basically, but it was taken down also a while back, and this was after the, the quote, the big boys, you know, they allegedly they had some pressure from the, the American White House, uh, and the police here in Sweden removed the servers, and the same with the a, a National Democrat, uh, Democrat website being taken down after they published... Um, a few of a few more of those, if you remember that, um, you know, the Muhammad cartoons was in the news. Uh, oh yeah. What was it, six, seven months ago? But anyway, they published a few more of those. But uh, again, against the law, they just pulled down that website because they thought that you know it would create more uh, uh, more threats and so forth. But so that's how they do. They, I think that again, this is evidence of kind of special treatment. They don't. They just do this in in certain areas, and and then it seems to be okay on certain locations. And also, too, I think what it is is they hope you get the message. Mm, yeah. That's also, uh, see, most companies would say, well, we've got a little warning here, we better uh, be careful. Mm. <laughs> uh, that's the message, you see. Yeah, sure, sure. And, and that's how things are done in the real world. Mm. Uh, they lean on people until you get the message. Nothing you could ever prove in a court, you see. Mm. You could never take it into court, even though you had 90% of the evidence pointing in one direction. And in law, it's the preponderance of evidence that brings the jury to the conclusion. But, of course, you'll never get the big boys to admit that they did it. Exactly. Yeah, sure. And, I mean, uh, one thing that I, I kind of reacted to, again, was was um, what they actually considered to be spam. I mean, that's also a, a very s- subjective uh, you know, thing regarding if you send if you send it out to a lot of people, uh, or if you, if it if the the receiver of the mail uh, you know hasn't uh, approved that that you know they are to receive the mail. I, I don't know. Do you know what what what's con- is considered to be spam? Uh, spam. Uh, 
Well, I, I, let's be honest. I get the same spam every day. Yeah, sure. Yeah. It's the same ones over and over and over. Mm. And well, the big boys know who's putting it out. Sure. They can track them very easily because of the entire internet was given. Brzezinski talked about it before they gave us the internet that it would be perfectly safe for governments because they would be monitoring everyone's move. Mm, yeah. So they, they, they know where everything comes from. And they haven't stopped all the, the, the traditional spammers putting out their stuff. <laughs> so why would they make a big deal about someone... Uh, no, that's a red herring they've given us. Yeah, sure. It's a red herring. Uh, they, they know who, where things come from. They can track anything. Sure, I mean, uh, they as, as they said in the communication with... Uh, with a server hosting company, they said, you know, they they got the email logs right there, so they they can go in and check everything. I mean, the, the, they said that this was just one example. So I guess that if I press, pressure them more, or ask them more, they could give me more example of the kind of communications that you know involves my website or my email or whatever. So <laughs> yes, they got it. <laughs> yes, but they think it originated in the U.S. Hmm. So. Uh, I think that's the key to it. Um, mm. And we know the U.S. You see, everything, the whole Internet system was used during the Cold War before the public knew it existed. Sure, yeah. Uh, they had it all set up. Um, personally, I think that's why no one pressed the buttons on the bombs. <laughs> they were making sure that, that no one did. They were in cahoots with each other, Russia and the U.S. Sure. Uh, but they had all of that system set up then. What we're given today is literally obsolete technology. Mm-hmm. And uh, as I say, Brzezinski said that. He said that it, they'd be in charge of everything to do with the Internet hmm. because uh, it would be the greatest way to monitor a whole world. Sure. So, so no, that's an excuse to pull you, I think, because you're becoming politically incorrect somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. I mean, that's a, it's, a, it's an encouragement that... I'm on the right track, I guess. <laughs> you are. And, and if you... You see, I've watched this over the years. I've, I know how things operate with intelligence mm. services. Mm. I know how they operate with counterintelligence uh, services and how the counterintelligence uh, takes all the stuff you're talking about, wraps it up with nonsense, and discredits the intelligence. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you throw the baby out with the bad yeah, sure, sure. So this goes on all the time. It always has gone on, even before the computer. Uh, so if you're out there pushing all sorts of weird ideas or or just uh, telling people you practice yoga or, or have out-of-body experiences all the time, uh, you'd have plain sailing. Hmm. Mm-hmm. You'd have plain sailing, you see. Hmm. They don't mind it because all these things are harmless to a power system. Hmm. Uh, you can speculate and imagine forever. They don't mind that at all. <laughs> but when you get into topics which are not only current, but that deal with where we're going, uh, and then a lot of it isn't pleasant, really, yeah. and you have documentation to back it up, sure. uh, then you're treading on their territory, hmm. on the power territory. And they don't. Uh, there's so many ways to get messages across to people. Yeah. And the public wouldn't believe uh, if you even told them some of the things that happen. Hmm. I mean, the, the previous house I had, a, a chopper or a helicopter put something down the chimney. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, yeah. 
And I was doing the, the shortwave radio broadcast at the time. Yeah. It was late at night, in the winter. I had the, 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 the wood stove going. And then I was drowned out. Uh, I was on the phone uh, uh, on the, the Sweet Liberty, mm-hmm. just after it. I got drowned out. Uh, the, the helicopter was so low, I couldn't hear myself. The next thing, the, the stove doors blew a, fl- a sheet of flame <laughs> across the room. <laughs> and I, I said, oh my God, I said, the chimney's going up as well. Yeah. I got a hose uncoiled, which I kept inside, so there's no water to freeze. <laughs> I ran right up onto the roof, and uh, I could have touched the skid of the helicopter as it touched, as it started moving off. <laughs> really? <laughs> what it was. <laughs> oh my and God. the stuff that they had put down there, it took me about half an hour to, to put out. I cleaned out the bottom where all the ash fell down. Mm. It was a white powder. When it, when it dried out outside, once it emptied it out, it burst into flames again, so there's a phosphorus mix in there. Mm. It was a phosphorus grenade. Oh, really? And I thought at the time, I said, what on earth have I said to bring this on? Yeah, sure. And then um, I thought to myself, uh, who do I complain to? Who would believe you? Yeah. I had a witness to it at the time. That was the only thing that kept my sanity. Yeah. Hmm. Oh. Yeah, be- yeah because I, I, I totally... I, I've heard this before, I think, from... From uh, alleged M- MK Ultra victim Kathy O'Brien, who stated that uh, she was, you know, people um, broke into her home and and they did weird stuff like moving around, uh, you know, small things in the apartment, changing the 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 way that you know the uh, you open the door, so you have to turn it the other way, you know, st- stuff kind of that you know uh, in your in your head by by uh, you know almost like a Anyway, the, the kind of this tricky, tricky stuff. I, I don't know if, if this is anything that you've been going through, but you know, the, just to, just to kind of play with your head and so forth. And then we got the more straight approach, as you say, the more <laughs> obvious stuff. I mean, having a helicopter over your house—that's pretty big that's stuff. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it literally, it was it was nighttime, mm. and I thought, well, I could have died. And then yeah. I thought, uh, as I say, who do you? Go, if you went to the police station, they're going to look at you and lock you up. Yeah, sure. As being crazy. Because why? It's unthinkable to the average person that, that all that trouble would be put out just to silence little old you. Mm. <laughs> Until you realize that little old you can say certain things which really are, are kind of dangerous to the present power structure. Sure. And and bring up histories of things they'd rather the public forget. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, I, at, at this point, I don't feel. I don't feel uh, threatened at all. Basically, I mean, this is this is uh, quite fun, and, and it's going to be interesting to see if I can squeeze out some more answers from the the web website serving uh, hosting company and, and see if they actually bother to to answer some of my questions and just see basically see what their approach is if they kind of want to continue to because basically this could continue forever just as long someone I mean that that's that should be the hint to everybody. I mean, if you're If you want to, you know, get a website down, just just send a lot of spam advertisement, and and they will get uh, pulled. I I promise you. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, that, and that could be some. I'm sure whatever they're using as excuses has been talked about uh, at the top mm. as well mm. as to what excuses they could use to pull sites. Sure. Uh, and probably talked about this years ago. They always have plans 
so they can implement them when need be. Sure. If someone becomes a problem. Yeah. So it, it could be that. However, it just shows you, as I say, that free speech isn't free. <laughs> yeah. It costs. It's not free at all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a price to pay for things. And, sure. Uh, and you get warned pretty, pretty uh, clearly. Pretty clearly. Mm, yeah. Um, you know, uh, another, another thing is, of course, that, as I said, I'm going to follow follow up on this and see if I can get, um, see if I can squeeze out what the term black blacklisted mean and so forth and, and all of that. But, um, you know, an, another thing is, of course, uh, w- there should be, or uh, one idea that popped up in my head when this happened was that there should be some kind of a, a status, uh, uh, kind of a Imagine a, a, an external website that actually monitors all the websites that you are monitoring, so you can get a ping, you can ping the website or something like that, so you can see the status if it's online and offline. And if it's offline, you can actually go in and write a short blurb that your site has been taken down and whatever. And this can actually be a little small box that people can put on their website, so they can monitor, you know, all the all the websites that deal with similar topics or something like that. I don't know, <laughs> just an idea, but. Well, as I say, it could be done, but I'm sure this is just a, a little warning to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. And with me, that did it the weekend as well. Yeah. So there was no one. Well, they passed me around from different people for the whole weekend. Sure. None of whom knew anything. Yeah. Are, are you gonna Are you gonna change? Uh, you know, the company that you uh, that hosts your uh, your your website. I've got other mirror sites going up in different countries. Yeah. And one of them, I'll, I'll probably make another main site. Okay. One. Yeah. And that way, if, if Yahoo pulls it again, I've, I'll still have a main site working for the others to mirror as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is what you have to do in, in today's world. Yeah, it seems like it. I mean, it's it's so easy for, for them to to just, you know, pull, pull all of it right away. I mean... For God's sake, they're planning, as, as you know, you have not. I have spoken about earlier, in, Internet 2 and all of this stuff. So I mean, uh, at, at that point, they, they could just, you know, decide basically who who would, uh, you know, get the permission to start a website from 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 the start. I mean, that's. Uh, I guess that we are in a, in a time right now where where this is kind of a luxury. <laughs> I don't know. Yes, I know. In Canada, I think it was three or four years ago, they had an international meeting. Uh, for the United Nations, and and the different organizations were invited to do with policing the internet, mm-hmm. and part of it was uh, content, various types of content, um, which was politically incorrect, and what they could do about it. Hmm. And the United Nations was demanding the right to do all the policing hmm. on the internet. Yeah. So what they did, they set up uh, regions of the world where main non-governmental organizations would be based, and they would have the keys to go into everyone's site mm-hmm. and be able to monitor uh, your your computer signatures as you surf the net. Hmm. And these are the guys that give you the firewall hits and so on. <laughs> okay. And every day I get them. There's one in Holland that, that bashes me all the time. Okay. And there's another one in uh, that deals with the, the, the Far East, and it's based, I think, in Queensland, mm-hmm. uh, Australia. So they bash you every day, but they are technically non-government.
Okay, uh, and they are the police of uh, for the United Nations. Ah, okay, yeah, exactly. Because of that was my point. They just, they, I mean, it's obvious that they can be can be hired by by governments or countries or whatever. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. And also, they monitor. Uh, goodness knows how much. There's so many bureaucracies working on all this now mm, on sure. speech content. Hmm. Um, they're monitoring all the different phrases and little topics and taking notes. And I'm sure they're adding to it all the time. Yeah. Uh, and then sending them to their main uh, to the providers and complaining. Hmm. Uh, and that that's this is all part of the new policing of the worldwide net. Yeah. Hmm. And do you think that the do you think that the clamp down on this will will be the I guess it, as as usual it will start with a with something you know that. Uh, uh, ev- everyone, in that sense, can can gather around, you know, trying to uh, get uh, get caught, uh, you know, pedophiles and stuff like this, and and try yes. to corner that, uh, you know, the the people that are involved with that kind of stuff to begin the the clampdown, I guess. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes, it could be something rather innocent, and they it bend it out of shape, hmm. and uh, and then just pull you. And they could do it as many times as they wanted to until you just gave up hmm. and and just go away. See, they, they do know in this world that the public's memory is very short. Sure. And it doesn't matter who you are, you are quickly forgotten. Hmm. And I've seen some of the biggies, not just in, in this line, but in the different lines, yeah. who just disappear and they're quickly forgotten by the public. That happened to Bill Cooper. Yeah, William Cooper, yeah, sure. And Bill Cooper had asked me down there. Um, he didn't generally take visitors, but he, he called me. Mm-hmm. If I'd gone down, I'd have been down there when he got killed. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Huh. So it's just as well I didn't go. Yeah, sure, yeah, sure. I mean, hey, well, he was uh, shot by uh, by police in his, in his home, right? He was set up. He was literally set up. Mm-hmm. And um, he knew it was coming. And he used to chase people off his, his sort of hillside home because mm. it's private property. And it was the, the local sheriffs and some BAT officers dressed up like uh, hobos or youngsters pretending mm. to be drunk. And he went out in his truck. And when he recognized their faces, he knew he was getting set up. Mm. He had a, an about face. And when he was running out of his truck, now this man, they said he was running and shooting at the same time. The guy had an artificial leg. Oh, really? Huh. Yeah. And it just so happened that, that uh, I think it was two SWAT teams, one came out around either side of his house and just riddled him with bullets. Hmm. Yeah. yeah um, have you heard about Jim Keith? Allegedly, also another, he wrote a few books on, on uh, conspiracies and so forth, and he, he went in for a... I think it was an operation relating to something in his knee, and he actually died during the operation. I, I wouldn't be surprised. Hmm. Um, I know another man who spoke out about the, the NAFTA deal, hmm. the, the unification of the Americas, and after giving a talk in a hall, he came out of the hall, a car drew up, and uh, this man said, he says, I'm really impressed with your work. They said, I know you're, you don't have much money because you've, you've given up everything to do what you're doing. He said, but I'm a dentist. If you need free work done, I'll do it for you. Hmm. So he took him up on it. And after having the injections and his gums and so on, and a month later, he came down with uh, 
massive rheumatoid arthritis all, all over his body. Huh. Oh my God. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's so easy. I, I posted an article actually a few days ago here before the site went down. Um, someone called. I never heard of this guy before, but I, I found it out through a movie I was watching through uh, through video Google. His name was Dr. Eugene Malove or Malove, and this guy was allegedly kind of a torchbearer for cold fusion, and he, he claimed that um, you know they they had some kind of deal in the I think it was late 80s when they um, when a, when a team said that they had you know they were they had uh, managed to do uh, cold fusion experiments, yep. uh, and then this was later refuted by large universities and other uh, re- uh, researchers and scientists. But this guy actually was one of the proponents who said that it actually did work, and and uh, and all the u- universities and so other scientists had just you know kind of. Uh, um, mishmashed the uh, the the evidence for this because everybody knows you know how free energy that no one wants that around correct. <laughs> well, you see that's just because in this world and in the UN Charter and, and all the politicians' lips, you'll hear the term interdependence. Mm, yeah. And they say we've all got to be interdependent. It's not just by nations; it's, it's individually as well. They want everyone to rely completely 100% on the system they provide for your food, your water, energy, and so on. So they could never give anything to to the people that would create the opposite effect where you could be independent. Hmm. That's contrary to the the world's plan. Uh, But what they do is they have market suppression, they call it, where inventions come along all the time. And they snaffle them and, and bury them. Uh, we, I know that back in the 70s, the big magazine for the for the automobiles in Britain was called the I think it was RAC, the Royal Academy or something like that, mm. and um, Royal Auto. And they tested a, a car which was running. It did take the separate the oxygen and hydrogen from water, mm-hmm. and they had it for two months. And they tested it for two months and drove it. They put up glowing reports. They could literally fill this thing up anywhere at all where there was a pool of water. Mm-hmm. And at built-in filters, even if you wanted to put it into a, an old pond. Huh. And uh, they said the thing worked beautifully. There was no gimmicks in it. And that was that whole invention was completely suppressed. Yeah. yeah I can imagine. Uh, who uh, Classic movie, who who killed the electric car? I think that's up on Video Google too. Um, um, but but again, I mean, we don't have to go to in the area, as you say, of, of electric cars and that kind of stuff, because there are, of course, you know, things running on on allegedly cold fusion and, and water and all of that. So yes, hmm, there we go. Universities <laughs> too, uh, when they go in and repeat these studies, as they say, yeah, people forget that all there's no in- university that's completely independent to do its own study. Mm. Because the professors and the departments all get massive grants from the big foundations. They live on grants, in fact, free yeah. grants. Yeah. And uh, so they take their orders from the foundations. Mm. And the big foundations, like the Carnegie and Ford and Rockefeller Foundations and others, these are the money boys who run this, this whole world system. Sure. So when they tell them, uh, yeah, you'll do the experiments and you will find uh, it's all negative. Then those professors will go ahead and that's what they'll come up with. This negative doesn't work. Sure, yeah, exactly. 
because <laughs> they're working for their paymasters. Yeah. There's no big uh, 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 devious, uh, uh, um, complicated design there. It's quite simple. Mm. It's quite simple how to suppress the various inventions. Sure, and if you don't go along with your peers, you'll be you'll be immediately, you know, uh, frozen, or your you know grants or tenure or whatever will be removed or taken away from you. So, yes, you know, there was a professor in Canada called O'Driscoll who came out with three books in the 90s that resulted from the fact that he was suspended from teaching at the University of Toronto. And it was the weirdest thing because it's very similar to this this strange gray area between the black and the white world of law and not quite law, uh, how he was suspended. Um, they said he still had to keep his contract up, but he wasn't allowed to come on the grounds to take the students. <laughs> so he thought the only way would be to get a hot air balloon and go over the campus grounds <laughs> with a megaphone and, and to teach the students. Uh, But what got him on the track, and he said this, and he wasn't right with everything, certainly, but he said, I lived in an ivory tower. Mm -hmm. I He, he mixed with all the, the academic uh, fraternities. He lived in a separate world from the, most of the public. And he fell from the ivory tower with a crash because the authorities came after him after he put on a, a stage play, a short play, about uh, NATO. And, and it was about NATO and the Warsaw Pact. Hmm. What he realized was the whole Cold War was a fraud because the United Nations acted as a referee mm -hmm. that had written up charters both for NATO and for the, the Soviet version, which was the Warsaw Pact. Hmm. And neither could do anything to the other without going through the United Nations. And then he concluded that the United Nations was literally the boss of the two. Yeah, yeah. All that time. Huh. And he put it on stage, and that's when the flag started. And he got all the comeback uh, from the university, and all strange kind of um, accusations mm -hmm. came his way until he was uh, suspended. Hmm. But out of that came three books, some of which was, was quite true, others others was some... Um, He was being misled, mm. but uh, I mean, just just look at the at the, uh, the the nuclear technology and the and the exchange of of that. So you know that so all countries involved in the Cold War actually had the ability to build a nuke or already had had a nuke. I don't know if you heard about the something called Major Jordan's diaries. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a perfect example to you know how to <laughs> trade. Uh, To trade the technology with the, with the, between the Russians and the U.S. So, so both 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 sides can have the bomb, so to speak. Yes. Uh, see, there was no real Cold War except that the public of both uh, sides had to believe there was. Mm -hmm. uh, it was the Cold War that enabled the governments of the West to tax the people incredibly in order to use it for research and development, supposedly to protect them. Yeah. Uh, through sciences, and, and they kept saying science would win this war. Whoever has the best science will win the war. And so billions and trillions of dollars went into research and development, but it had nothing to do with uh, creating more and more bombs. That was for the public consumption. It was for all the technology that would ultimately be used on a global society. 
its real function was. Mm-hmm. And I used to say, well, how come uh, the, the top scientists in Britain and America could go over to the Soviet meeting of scientists every year? Uh, those would be the last people you would allow to mix with Soviets. <laughs> yeah. Would be your top scientists, and this was a yearly event. And here they are telling you that those who have, who have the best sciences would win the war. They told me right there and then that it was all bogus. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. And we have, I mean, again, this might be a, a fraud in that sense, too, but we have, um, I mean, now they have, we have the, the funding of Al-Qaeda and so forth. Uh, I mean, it's the same same stuff all over again. Yes, it's the same, same thing. It's, hmm. This world is a chessboard that's set up way ahead in advance. And I am sure that when Rumsfeld went over there to, to Saddam in the 70s yeah, sure, yeah. and gave him all the stockpiles of uh, gases, etc., mm. and that was well documented in newspapers at the time. Yeah, sure. Uh, I'm sure they knew exactly how long they would use Saddam, and they they'd probably even know then uh, when they were going to go after him. Yeah. Hmm. Right, right down to the year, yeah. Yeah. Um, the chessboard that's set up step by step in advance, everyone is used in turn to get to a final goal. Mm. Uh-huh. How, how about how about Iran? What, what's your take on that? I mean, uh, it feels like obviously we, we've been very close very, for a long time now. But uh, I mean, the last piece I read about Iran is that they allegedly can't they can't stop their nuclear program. So it's just like a train that keeps on going. And and uh, now, of course, we have the possibility of uh, intervention from the the US and the UK, I guess. I mean, do you think that they're going to go in there? Oh, yeah, they have to go in because it's part of the plan. They they, they wrote about the, the Middle East in the project for a new American century. That was a club that Cheney and all these boys belonged to uh, going back into the to the, the, the early 90s. They published it have to take over the entire Middle East, including Iran and Syria. And so that was their project. And that's what they said. They would be the new American empire because every era has always had a leading empire running the world. And they took over from Britain. Mm. And now they would be the American empire and they would have to take over the resources of the entire Middle East. And this is all part of the standardization of an entire world. We can't have different religions that won't be allowed. There's different ways of living, dressing, and right down to language in a sense. Hmm. want a standardized world. Uh, it's just too untidy the way it is. Um, <laughs> yeah, we need order, right? Yeah, I saw a um, documentary about sh- Chinese goods being shipped out, and I was very surprised that uh, every, every Chinese in, in who worked at the at the, this huge harbor were actually speaking, speaking English. Yes. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, do you think that that is the world language, English? Uh, well, going back to John Dee, uh, and this is published in his old books, he approached Queen Elizabeth I in the 1500s, and he coined the term the British Empire, mm. and he explained what it would be. And they would use the British naval, build up the navy to take over the world, in a sense, mm. and they would create a system called free trade. <clears throat> this was written about in the 1500s, huh. and he said those countries who would join them would adopt the British system of, of democracy which we call democracy, yeah. and uh, and tariffs and so on would be penalized against those uh, who wouldn't join them. Hmm. But he also said that it didn't have to stay in Britain because the whole idea was a philosophy. 
So they could move it elsewhere if need be. Well, we know they moved it to the United States to take over from Britain. Mm. <laughs> but that, that's how long. Uh, and he said that, that uh, the English language would be the international language of, of business for the future. Hmm. Interesting. That's what he said. Yeah. So that, I guess this is why we have <clears throat> 007 running around doing the bi the bidding for the Queen, uh, you know, running around as they call it, fighting the international terrorists, the rich guys. Yeah. And, <laughs> and it's so funny because John Dee was also a spy for Queen Elizabeth I. He went across to Europe and came back with all the information. <laughs> he signed his letters 007. Sure, exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah. It, when you look at history, it's almost a comic book. It is, yeah. It's, uh, you realize the strategies and the plans and how simple really they are. And it's, it's our refusal to believe what they say uh, that, that gets us all confused. We don't want to believe them when they say they want to drastically reduce the population of the world. Mm -hmm. we, we hear them saying it, and they will tell us in all these different wildlife programs and, and all this kind of stuff, but we don't want to believe them. Mm -hmm. And yet they, they publish so many books, they're all around universities, mm -hmm. And uh, we don't want to believe that, that people exist who really not only mean it, but have the means to put it into action. Sure. I mean, there was a UT professor, uh, I think his last name was Bianca, Professor Bianca, who allegedly, uh, you know, demanded uh, that, uh, what was it, 60% or even more, 80% of the people, you know, people of, on, the, on the earth should go, um, must go, in order to the yeah. for the earth to, to sustain itself. And I mean, the, this is, in my book, uh, obviously ridiculous stuff. I mean, there has been research on, on, you know, how much land and so forth people need to uh, have to actually sustain and, and uh, you know, live. And, and uh, I mean, the the earth is an abundant place, at least, you know, how I see it. And uh, the, the thing that I would see, you know, uh, Changing, of course, is the the big industrialized uh, uh, companies and so forth. Uh, you know, the in regards to global warming, why don't they stop the the space program? You know, they spew out tremendous amounts of carbon dioxide and other poisons when they you know shoot those rockets up there. But there's no mentioning of that. It's always the little guy and the people with the cars. We should pay more, and it's 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 ridiculous in in my book, at least. Well, when I when I was small, I I asked a lot of questions. <laughs> mm -hmm. I asked a lot of questions everywhere I went. And I'd see the occasional person. There were very few cars in my little town, it was, which was a mining town. Yeah. Um, but I'd ask the guys who were working on them how they worked. And, of course, as I grew up, I realized that nothing changed, really. It was the same uh, gasoline. It was the same... Um, technology. It just didn't change. Everything else was changing. Yeah. Electronics yeah. was leaping ahead sure. uh, from the old tubes to transistors, then solid state. Everything was being altered, but the same car was getting churned out really with a different body or a shell every year. And I, I came to the conclusion that we were not intended to be allowed to drive forever. Hmm. Or they would have given us a, a, a completely different fuel or whatever. Mm, yeah, sure. It would have been done. It really would have been done. Sure. And so I realized, and sure enough, when I read the uh, various books put out by some of the big boys mm. themselves, and then read the, the project for a new American century, um, or Agenda 21, I should say, 
mm-hmm. yeah, sure. the 21st century for the United Nations, yeah. uh, they say it right in there that, that people will be living in habitats, that all governments will be mandating laws to eventually push people bit by bit into habitat areas. <laughs> there will be no private transportation. They state that clearly. Mm. Be public transportation only. And uh, and so it was right enough. As a young boy, I knew we were not meant to drive forever. They only gave us that to get through the industrial age. <laughs> yeah. And we're post-industrial, post-technological. And they don't want us traveling anymore. We don't need to travel. In fact, we're even post-agricultural. Yep. Latin America has been built up uh, with the free trade negotiations and NAFTA to be the supplier of most of the Sure. Yeah, man, I, I, t- I totally agree. I, s- I can see this happening now because the first step is, of course, to get everybody into the big cities because this is where the jobs are. So, I mean, they leave, leave the countryside to, uh, you know, where no no humans on the countryside, just in these big cities. And then to be able to fight, you know, um, uh, gridlocks and as they call it, congestion and stuff like this, they're going to... Uh, tax people. We have this some proposition in in Sweden now uh, in, in in regards to co- uh, congestion, as they call it, uh, where they're going to tra- uh, tax and trace all all cars that are you know going through the big cities. Yes. So I mean, <laughs> it's it's right there. It's yeah, it's penalization. Yeah. And it penalizes with so many different ways that eventually we can't afford it. You see. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they don't like to ban things straight outright. They just make it impossible for you to continue. Yeah, but um, the world—as I say—the world has been planned out. It's a business plan. It's a huge business plan. Sure. And your public is completely ignorant of it because the television version and its dramas and comedies are meant to keep you just floating through life without getting involved in any of it. Hmm. Yeah. So. Hmm. Yeah, I, t- I totally agree. I can see it happening right now. I mean, do, uh, so do you? You who had read, you know, much of the books uh, out there in regards to this, do, do you think they wanted this tribal, tribal uh, people, you know, uh, one language, one, uh, one culture, basically? That's the that's the main plan, I guess. That's a stepping stone. I call this a never-ending story mm-hmm. because when you read the the material that comes out from the top geneticists. Uh, the futurist societies and different big organizations, uh, they're giving you the future. They, they, they sit and debate it. Hmm. They talked a long time ago about uh, eugenics, um, how those with what they call inferior genes shouldn't be allowed to pass them on sure. and breed, um, and how mandatory sterilization will come into force. And one of the techniques that was discussed was the creation of uh, a new religion to, to do with earth-based worship, mm-hmm. and they could have they could teach children in school that the earth was everything, the mother was everything, and therefore to save the mother, um, a certain uh, amount of them should volunteer for sterilization, and how they would willingly go through it, mm-hmm. because religions can uh, convince people to do amazing things. Sure, yeah, but... that's all they're taught. They could be brought up. To volunteer and maybe even get some kind of reward for it. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, there are a few animated movies out there now. I, 
I got a few tips from uh, from a few of my website visitors who tipped me on one movie called Happy Feet and another called uh, uh, Ant Bully, I think. And both of these movies is is you know. Uh, basically, the idea. So one movie ends on the note that the uh, the UN, you know, is is taking over basically, and and things are you know happy and happy and <laughs> and jolly towards the end. But another movie is basically there's this very portrayal that that you know that the the root of the evil is the is the humans. It's both these two latest movies go into that very deeply and on a very emotional level. I can imagine it being a kid and sitting watching these movies. I mean. On one level, I think it's, I mean, it's, okay, it's nice. We need to be environmentally aware, of course, but, but this stuff goes too far. It's ridiculous because the, the human is clearly the the enemy in these movies. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's where we're going with all of this. And yeah. So once you start touching on these topics, you become a, maybe a problem. Yeah. Hmm. As I say, if we're teaching meditation, or something like that would be perfectly safe. Hmm. Yeah. Or, or just fantas or talking about ghosts all the time. <laughs> sure. That's quite acceptable. Yeah, sure. It's part but, of but, but uh, you start touching on what's available if you want to search for it in the books from the big um, organizations that are planning this future. And you just repeat what they're saying. Hmm. But because you're not talking to university level Ivy League type uh, students, um, you become a problem because you're talking to the general public huh. who are supposed to be kept dumb and happy and content with the television. Sure, sure. Yeah, I mean... That's, that's a problem. Yeah, sure. I mean, this is a, seems to be a, a recent phenomenon, especially especially since we've got the... Uh, we're allowed, rather, to, to, you know, use the Internet for this kind of stuff. I mean, it might, it might be, you know, that they... Uh, they think that things have taken a wrong turn in the sense that people are actually beginning to, you know, be interested in in topics like these and and much more, of course. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, I'm glad the site's up, though. Yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think the more exposure we get out there, the, the less likelihood who there is from just to suddenly pull it again. I hope so too, of course. Yeah, because I mean, uh, as I, as I stated in the beginning, I'm gonna kind of pursue this and and try to, you know squeeze out of the hosting company if what they're going to do to prevent this in the future and I, at this point I, I recommend no one to sign up with the one.com the, the hosting company because the, the help there has been lousy so <laughs> don't support the, those guys <laughs> yes yes but uh, well, I'm glad it's happened well thanks for talking tonight yeah it's been wonderful thank you very much for inviting me Alan and being able to speak with you It's a pl- it's been a pleasure it's always a pleasure. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks to Henrich Pongren from Red Ice Radio for being on the show. For me and Hamish, this good night to your God or gods go with you. And I'm leaving you with a little song for the internet providers with whom we have this strange love-hate relationship Hope you enjoy it. We're caught in a trap. I can't walk out because I love you too much, baby. Why can't you see? 
Mission.